Full send with the driver? Check. Piercing iron through the wind? Check. Low checker, high spinner, flop to a tight pin? Check, check, and check. No matter what shot you need to pull off, there's one ball that's better for them all. The all-new TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. With a newly redesigned dimple pattern, engineered for more distance, more control around the green, and better stability in the wind, it's the hottest tour ball in golf. So no matter what shot you face, there's one ball that's better for all. The TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to gain recognition as a great resource for uh, business owners, business leaders, sales professionals, uh, and aspiring entrepreneurs. And that is really because of the guests. Um, these are folks who have expertise in particular areas of business. And they join me uh, where we have a conversation and they share their expertise with all of you. That way you can take what you need, get the answers you're looking for, and implement them in your businesses so you can be happier and more successful. Today is no different. My guest today is Ari Rastegar. Ari is known for his specialized expertise in real estate and his contrarian investment strategies. He's considered a leader of the next generation of real estate managers. He founded his first real estate investment firm in 2006 while still in law school. He's been recognized for his specialties in recession-resilient strategies and commercial real estate investments and is a longtime supporter of charitable organizations like Save the Children and Big Brothers Big Sisters. Thanks so much for joining me today, Ari. Happy to be here. Thrilled to have you here. We're going to be talking about um, um, co connecting your, our, you know, our personal lives with our business lives so we can have work-life balance. Uh, but but I have a, like a huge question that I want to start with. <laughs> I don't typically start with the really big ones, but I'm going to here because it's been sort of buzzing around in my head. And it goes like this. How can um, a, a business owner or a business leader 
determine whether hiring a friend or a family member is a good fit? I I see why you think that's a big question. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I agree with you. It's um it's definitely a sensitive topic. Um, but but the answer is you know just like you'd have to look at it just like any other hire, and that's on the merits. Um, you know, having a friend or a family member work for you, you know, I've always looked at that as a bonus. So all of you know, and, and if you know um, much about my firm, you'll know that there's a, a lot of my very close friends and family um, that work in my firm. My sister-in-law, uh, my wife, you know, works in property management. Um, one of my you know childhood friends is our chief of staff. Um, so for us, it's, it's worked very, very well. But the reason I believe it's worked well is because each one of those individuals is highly skilled and highly competent um, in that job role without being my friends or being my family. So having that extra piece just heightens the experience and you know, really solidifies the culture um, that we've worked you know, very hard to cultivate at Rastigar, uh, which is this familial experience, uh, whether it's directly with our um, end user clients at the, um, at the real estate level, whether it's with our investors. Um, but that, that's, the, that's the main point for us is, is, the, is the requisite level competency um, to effectively execute those jobs. Yeah, excuse me. I um, I love that answer, and I really appreciate that uh, because I think too many times people uh, think it's going to be great and it's going to be a lot of fun, and then it actually works against work-life balance when it isn't a good fit because it just creates all sorts of you know stress and anxiety and and bad relationships if you don't hire for merit. You, if you hire for relationship, um, I'm going to kind of you know step in for a second and cool. challenge this notion of work life that work life balance for us. Great, great. Um, <laughs> there is never going to be work life balance <laughs> as an entrepreneur, and quite frankly, to achieve anything of massive success, whether it's going to be um, athletics, whether it's education, there is going to be specialty and a massive teetering towards one thing. I'll give you an example. You know, if you, you know, have the sun is, you know, over your head on a, um, on a hot sunny day in Texas and you have, um, you know, a couple uh, sticks together and a few shreds of paper, you're not going to catch the thing on fire. What's going to make it catch on fire is taking a magnifying glass and focusing those rays of the sun in a, uh, to a focal point that would cause a tremendous amount of heat that can then start a fire. Um, entrepreneurship and business is no different. If you are going to uh, become a professional or become a, you know, a licensed individual in any vocation, you decide to become a doctor as an example, what you're really saying is I'm not going to be an accountant, I'm not going to be a lawyer, I'm not going to be a thousand other things, I'm going to be this one thing. So by doing that, it, ca- it takes a tremendous amount of focus um, and saying no to a tremendous other th- amount of things that take you off kilter to be wildly focused into one thing. You know, the jack of all trades is the master of none. So I think that the, the challenge um, or you know, the opportunity is not to create the balance, 
it's to be able to teeter to one direction of the spectrum dramatically and have the ability, the strength, and the agility to pull yourself back to the other side of the spectrum um, and be able to play within that spectrum and create that dance, so to speak. You know, to me, that's where the magic happens because at balance or at homeostasis, nothing of tremendous value ever happens. That's really interesting. I totally agree with you that balance is not really a thing. I've heard people say it's more like harmony, you know, that that, that you're where you should be when you should be there. Harmony is beautiful. Pardon me? Harmony is a beautiful word. That's a beautiful, beautiful word. Um, you know, to to describe it. And, you know, if you look at even an orchestra and you have all these different instruments playing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, at these different notes and these different speeds and tempos, it appears to be, you know, chaotic. But once you hit, you know, that syncopated beat and you find that harmony, all of a sudden you have this profound amount of energy, this profound um, amount of grace um, that, um, that occurs within what is seemingly chaos, you know, which is what, you know, what the job of an entrepreneur actually is, which is managing chaos. Um, I read, you know, many years ago a great definition of entrepreneurship, uh, which is, you know, one that jumps off the side of a mountain and builds a plane on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> so true. I'm feeling that, actually. Um, okay, so if someone is really thinking about um, hiring family or friends, are, are there? Can you give us an idea of what some of the qualities are that they should look for in someone to make sure that they're um, going to provide value? I mean, and I guess I'm curious, like beyond the thing they're going to do. Absolutely. I mean, it it all revolves around trust. Um, you know, because you find that there, there's many of our uh, friends or family that when we're, we're in a stressful situation, they're the last people that we want to tell what's going on <laughs> because, you know, even, you know, out of love, sometimes love can be pretty sharp daggers. Uh, so, so it's about being, being able to have the trust with those individuals that when the inevitable stressful situations arise, um, they can be, you know, a source of solution and being able to have, you know, beyond just the simple workmanship, right? Because a lot of times you're working and you're going through things and, um, you know, sometimes the impetus is to keep it to yourself um, and, you know, shelter that burden yourself, whether it's, you know, in a department, whether it's a CEO, um, but having that, you know, unbelievable trust with those folks uh, that to me is really the X factor, and even more how well they know you. For example, you know my chief of staff, Major Miller. You know we've we've been friends for um, I want to say almost 25 years, and it's he 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 knows by a simple you know look on my face from you know from 50 yards away of whether or not that's the right time to you know have a certain discussion and has the discernment to know when to schedule meetings or if you know a certain meeting takes priority um, over another one is is really powerful same my sister-in-law you know um, Kim Langers, who's our VP of Operations at Rastigar. You know she she has that same ability. She can very easily in different situations be able to speak on my behalf. You know, knowing 
by 99% what I'm going to say or how I'll feel about a certain situation. And by having those intangibles, you know, productivity skyrockets. Uh, and I think that, you know, that's the main crux. Um, and beyond that, you know, it's, it's integrity, you know, which again falls under the merits of any type of hiring. Um, but when, when people really know you and they really understand you, um, it, it's incredible how much productivity can exist. Okay. I, I think that is great um, and, and tremendously valuable. And would you say that that differentiates them from just the average high-level employee that you would hire? Well, our, you know, our, there's nothing average about anybody that we hire. Um, everybody that, that works in our firm are spectacularly brilliant, um, you know, not only from a cognitive standpoint, but from an emotional intelligence standpoint, um, you know, from an empathy standpoint. Uh, but I will say just the sheer experience that some of the, fa- you know, that some of the family members or the people that I mentioned um, have about me as a CEO um, or, you know, other members of the family um, that work in the business you know, that's an intangible that comes from really from experience per se. And yes, that puts them um, in, a, in, a, in a different, you know, area or a different level in some regard, um, simply because, you know, they, you know, they know me. And, you know, when I started this firm, you know, it was literally just me, you know, doing the, doing the legal work, underwriting the deals, um, you know, raising the capital, and, you know, now that the firm has iterated and, you know, we have, you know, uh, over nine figures of assets, it's, um, it's, it's a living, breathing machine. So any edge that we can have, any way that we can, you know, help grow um, is highly valuable. But I think they come into play um, in an interesting way because they've known me for so long that they can help educate the corporate culture. So with new hires, new folks coming in, um, you know, they can speak to, you know, these different, you know, these different concepts or tell stories of, you know, things that have happened in the past, whether personal or business, you know, because, you know, I, I really dislike profoundly when people say that, you know, it's just business, you know, this is just business. Um, to me, there's nothing more personal than business. <laughs> you know, people, yeah. you, you spend yeah. more time with your colleagues at work than you do with your family, you know, so to us, we take a, um, you know, as I said, a, a very familial approach. So our colleagues, you know, that we work with, we're very close with. We have a tremendous amount of respect for, tremendous amount of love, and they, um, and we feel they feel the same about each other. Um, so yeah, it, it's very much an intangible that's hard to quantify, um, but when you have it, um, you can just see the magic. Mm, it's really interesting, and. Um, I'm curious, so do you have any high-level employees who are not family or friends? Oh, of course. No, of course, okay. of course. Um, absolutely. It's, there's, there's a few strategic, um, strategic people that are in there that are, that are our family and friends at the executive level, but um, by, the vast, by the vast majority, it's, um, it's not family or friends. There's just you know, several strategic people at senior level um, positions that I have long, long-term relationships with. Got it. Okay. Now, um, 
does it help or hinder, you know, hiring family and friends, does that help build a, like a cohesive, tight-knit team, or does it make it more challenging? It's, it's a double-edged sword. Um, yeah. So if done wrong, it's um, profoundly toxic. Um, if done right, it's magic. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very polarizing, okay? So you have to be very gentle with that situation because, you know, the last thing you want to do is have a family member or a friend working in the firm and then, you know, uh, other members of the team think that you have prefer they get preferential treatment um, or, you know, th those yeah. are the types. Everybody in our firm is equal. Everybody knows that. Everyone's judged on the merits, um, you know, of what they do. And, you know, that's very, very important. Um, so it's something to be taken very lightly. Um, it's more so a stick of dynamite than it is a BB gun. So my advice is if, if you are not have a high degree of certainty um, that it would work and the way that I've, you know, advised folks on this before is did you ever work together in the past? Like, you know, Major and I have worked together in several different businesses throughout our lives, whether all the way from trading baseball cards in sixth grade, you know, <laughs> you know, all the way to, you know, our, you know, T-shirt company, you know, getting out of college. And so we know we work well together. And we had from, you know, since we were, since we were little kids. So there's proof in that. There's a thesis behind why that type of, um, you know, why that type of work would be. Same with, you know, Dustin Mahaffey, who works in our investment sales department. He's a licensed um, Texas real estate broker. When we were in college, you know, we did several, we had several businesses together you know, where we worked together and um, things worked really, really well. So, you know, now him being a part of the firm and, you know, building out his division in investment sales, um, we had proof. That, that it would work. And so, it, so we took a lot of the guessing game out, but, you know, beyond that, I would be, you know, I'd be, you know, kind of leading you astray if I didn't tell you I've had several folks that were friends that kind of, you know, were saying, hey, you know, I'd like to come work with you. And against my better judgment, you know, they came and did some work for us and it was a complete disaster. So I, so I know what it looks like um, on the other end of the spectrum as well. Yeah. 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 That's great. And, and I think that it sounds like that, has that experience has helped you really identify what works and what doesn't work? I have learned absolutely nothing from the humble success that we've had. Um, everything I've learned is from failures, and I assure you, <laughs> I assure you, if we've been successful, it's because we have failed more often than, than any than our competitors. <laughs> That's a great way of saying it. That's terrific. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, um, I have to take a quick sponsor break, and then I have some more questions for you. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are um, Everyone Deserves a Great Manager, interesting, that that's one of them, by Scott Miller, and The Ultimate Sale by Justin Goodbread. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. 
excuse me, explore the books that are of interest to you and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Ari Rastigar about how mixing business with personal leads to, we'll call it work-life harmony. Okay. So talk to me some about diversity because I'm wondering if, if that, Weight, you know, has any sort of weight when it comes to the hiring process in your estimation? Oh, wow. I mean, that's, you know, I think that's something that we really, really pride ourselves on because, look, in the investment business, you're always looking for an edge, you know, and you're, you, you have to be able to kind of see around the corner, so to speak. And, you know, the best way to do that in our estimation is have – you know, folks that have different vantage points, that, you know, come from different backgrounds, that have different from all the way from socioeconomic backgrounds, different gender roles, um, and different languages, different nationalities, and that has been something that we have embraced tremendously. Look, my, my father is, um, is Iranian, uh, my mother is German, you know, my wife's uh, mother is from Guatemala, her father is from Spain, you know, my children are the United Nations. You know, so we are. You know, we. You know, our DNA is highly diverse. I speak three languages. Um, wow. My kids are bilingual, um, and so when you look through the firm, you know, we have a large percentage of, um, of female executives in our in our firm. Um, all you know, all genders, backgrounds, and we love it. And it brings such a breath of fresh air to conversations. Um, especially in the real estate business, um, which is uh, typical, typically kind of a good old boy system. And, um, you know, from that vantage point, things are done in a certain way for a certain reason. And um, I'd like to believe we've been able to, to think differently and um, take things uh, from, a, from a different vantage point and create value in ways um, that other folks haven't because we bring, we bring a different perspective. We bring an inclusive perspective um, and we bring a certain level of unity um, that we um, we don't see as often as we'd like. Yeah, yeah, I think that's terrific. Okay, now, um, let's sort of pull on this and talk some about um, how or why you think or how you think hiring a family or a family member or a friend can help you know an entrepreneur or a, an executive really divide their time between work and personal in in a more effective way. Look, I think there's a couple key examples that will illustrate the level of productivity. So. You know, you see, you know, we talk about this work-life balance. You say, oh, you know, on Sunday I'm going to get together with my friends. I'm going to go watch a game. You know, uh, you know things that, you know, that normal people do as, as they should do. Um, well, for me, if I'm going out to a dinner that's social or if I'm doing any of those, you know, types of things, chances are I'm doing it with the people that are also in my office because they're also the closest people to me. So, you know, imagine if you're having a social dinner on a Friday night um, the people that I mentioned to you before, you know, nine times out of ten are the ones that are there or some of our investors that are with us that are also some of my dearest friends. 
Um, so you have a moment where you're kind of maybe talking business and saying, oh, this, that, and the other, and then you're back to talking about social things or what movie you're going to go see later. So those cu- that little moment where you might look over, where I might look over a major and say, hey, did you, you, know, did you email Jane back? He's like, oh, yeah, I spoke with her. You know, we're all good there. You know, that one moment that you then you turn back and you're like, oh, so we're going to go see XYZ movie tonight, that little moment of productivity compounded over, you know, 50 dinners, over 50 outings, you know, leads to something that is really remarkable. And, you know, a quote that I really love that's attributed to Einstein, and actually recently um, I actually read that some folks uh, disagree with whether or not it was attributed to Einstein, but that's neither here nor there, said that, you know, the, the most powerful force in the universe is gravity and compound interest. And I, I, I think that also goes along with compounding the returns of productive moments. And, you know, that's what you're looking to do, and that's a way to find an edge um, by mixing those social and those business interactions um, and finding a place of enjoyment um, and reprieve and, you know, harmony, as you said, but also mixing in those elements of business that would not have been there but for the relationships you have with these folks. So it feels to me like that could be a little dangerous. That that if there a, are guardrails uh, on that. Well, yeah, <laughs> trying to be <laughs> gentle about that. How how do you safeguard against it becoming all business all the time? Well, you know, I'll just be honest with you. Anybody that knows knows me will tell you I'm all business all the time, and <laughs> you know I don't take it. People say, "Oh, this is my business." You know, this is my personal my business is my life. This is my life. If it was, oh, how many hours do you work a week? If you're asking me how many hours I work a week, we don't have that much in common. You know, it's every moment is is about that because my work is my life. It's what I contribute. It's, it's how, it's something that, you know, Kelly and I are leaving for our children. You know, our kids come and spend time in the office after school. They walk the properties with us. Um, It's, this is our life, you know, and it, this is how um, we create value for ourselves personally and business. And, you know, the profit, so to speak, that we generate is just a result or, you know, really a byproduct, um, you know, of the work that we do to, to contribute. This is how our life has meaning. And um, I don't separate the two. Okay. Um, I, I, that, that's interesting. I think, you know, for me, I feel like there are times when there is value in detaching from the business and focusing on other things because it sort of like opens up the avenues of thought that for some people, when if they're so in it all the time, they sort of get numb to being able to see what's working and what isn't working and um and and come up with ideas brain let me clarify let, let me let me sure. clarify what i mean by that let right. me give you a little more color so i'm a i'm a large proponent of transcendental meditation um you know anybody that knows me will tell you i'm you know i'm a health fanatic they probably tell you i'm a fanatic in general um so <laughs> i i definitely have a tendency towards extremism which um you know, again, is a, is a blessing and a curse. Um, yeah. But when I talk about business, I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, looking at my P&L 
um, and going and buying new properties and going things like I am my business myself. I am my asset as a human being. So, you know, that necessitates how I eat, you know, how, what vitamins that I take, um, going to the gym, going on these meditation retreats, which I like to do, you know, uh, certainly once a quarter, if not more frequently, um, in, in an effort to find that equanimity to go back and find how I will contribute more. But all in all, to me, by, by marrying those things together, I find those moments to be ways that I can be more productive with work. If I'm going to the gym you know, at 6 o'clock in the morning or going in the hyperbaric chambers or you know, all, the, all the things that I do from a health and wellness standpoint, um, it's a way to have more vitality and um, more equanimity to execute more in the business. So it's not that I'm not doing all the things that you, you might be referring to, but I'm doing them from a purposeful, intentional um, perspective to be more productive in this part of my life. Okay. Okay. I see. So for you, it, you, you just connect all of those things. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. It's a better way to put it. They're all connected to me. Mm-hmm towards what my life is, and they're not, I, I don't compartmentalize them, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, and, yep. um, and and it's not something I'm recommending for other folks necessarily, but I found for me and for my family and um, our group, our team, um, it's something that has worked for us, and I think, you know, finding, you know, finding what vibe uh, works for you is also very important, and being true to your own authenticity, and, you know, for me, knowing myself, being a being an Aries baby, being a fire sign, being um, one that edges towards extremism, um, I needed to find a way to be to have a healthy way um, of um, of utilizing those personality traits. Right, right. I actually think it's a it's a great perspective, and I really I appreciate you explaining it a little bit further because I agree. You know, we are. Um, all of we bring all of ourselves to our business, which I feel is is what you're saying. And so, making sure that we are um, caring for every aspect of our being and giving you know everything the attention that it needs only makes us better <clears throat> um, at conducting business and and being the best we can be and providing the best value to our clients and our employees and. Yeah, I I think that's right. I mean, for me, this became, you know, starkly relevant in my early 30s when I just started to not feel so good, and I was working crazy hours, and um, it kind of forced me to to think deeper about my health. Um, Our daughter was just born, and I had just just felt run down and you know I'd come home um, as as, you know my first two children started to grow up I'm now the proud father of of three children Um, I I didn't have enough for them when I came home I was working long hours and I'd get there and I'd just be drained I was like this doesn't work I'm giving my best hours quote to my business um, which is you know wildly important to us and our family and um, all the people that we serve but I needed to have that vitality to give to our kids and give to my wife and give to our family. Um, and by taking care of my health and doing the things that you alluded to, the meditation, the deta- detaching to some effect, um, it, it gave me a massive amount of invigoration um, to, you know, to still believe, give my best self. 
Yeah, to to everything, right? I mean, everything. that's really yeah. The the harmony and the balance is that's really right. And yeah, and that's where one, it is. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. And yeah. I'm I'm a very large proponent of that. And you know, if you can't be trusted with small tasks, you certainly can't be trusted with large tasks. And you know For those. Sure those that, you know, take small tasks seriously um, inevitably will be granted the, uh, the privilege to take, on har- to take on large tasks. And I think, you know, all of that is, is cohesive and it's all interconnected. And um, I very much believe in, um, you know, in, in the collective nature um, of how these things iterate. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, um you said something earlier that got me thinking about this question, and I, I can't remember what it was, but it doesn't matter because the question's still relevant. What would you, what advice would you give to someone who's listening who has a family member or a friend who's working for them but isn't really measuring up? Like they're not really performing at the level that the company needs. Um, that person needs to find another job. Yeah, and how, and do you, how do you do that and still maintain the relationship? The, you know, look, it's if the relationship is strong, it'll last. And and I'll tell you, it's not just about that person. You have to be you have to be very aware of the rest of your staff because that by treating someone that's not leveling up, it's a disservice to the rest of your employees, and mm-hmm. um, it's highly toxic and it creates the wrong atmosphere. The, all employees need to know that they, they have an equal level of treatment um, and they are respected in, in the same way. So the first thing I told you was you have to measure up on the merits, period. If you can't measure up on the yeah. merits, it's work. And as soon as it's not, now you're giving preferential treatment, um, and what you're saying to the rest of the employees is highly toxic. And, you know, it needs to be dealt with. Um, if you're going to have to let them go, it should be dealt with just like you would let anybody else go, with the same level of dignity, with the same, same level of kindness and transparency, um, you know, explaining on the merits why it's not a fit. Um, and if the relationship on a personal level is as strong as you thought it was, um, not only would it not impact it in a negative way, they'd probably come away respecting you profoundly more. That's terrific. Thank you so much for that. I completely agree with that and and really wish more people saw it that way because they'd just be so much happier in their business would be. I assure you the only reason <laughs> I see it that way is because I've done it wrong so many times. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as we say, this is this is how we we grow. Oh, my gosh, this is great. So will you tell the listeners, um, you know, about your – business and what you've got going on there? Sure, yeah. Um, Raster, our property company, is a, you know, we're a real estate investment company uh, based out of Austin, Texas. Um, as you mentioned before, um, we specialize in, you know, what we kind of deem recession-resilient assets, which is, um, at the moment, you know, in the response to the market is value-add multifamily, um, which is effectively older apartment um, apartment facilities Near, in highly attractive locations, near new developments, uh, that we can go in and, um, you know, do some renovations. We can fix up, um, add new amenities, um, and create value for the tenants. And, you know, we've done this on behalf of public pension funds, family offices, um, and high net worth individuals. Um, I've been a professional real estate investor for, um, for 12 years. 
and we're having so much fun doing it down in Austin, Texas. And you know, more than anything about what we're doing, you know, I would urge your listeners to come down to Austin, Texas, and experience, um, you know, the culture and you know the the vibrancy. Uh, the tech, the music um, of the city that I was born in and loved so dearly. And um, we live there, um, our officers are there, my kids are being raised there, and we have a tremendous amount of passion, you know, for the city, and we're really happy to be um, a part of uh, shaping what the future of the city will be. That is terrific, and I'm going to be coming to Austin in September. Well, you have an open invitation not only to our office, and maybe we can sit down and uh, break a little gluten-free bread together. (laughs) That would be awesome. I'll keep you posted on what my plans are. Uh, Well, I really appreciate it. I think you gave the listeners some really great insight and advice, um, just just so uh, valuable for so many people, whether they're hiring family and friends or not, frankly, a lot of the stuff that you, um, the ideas that you gave them and the advice really pertains to any employee. So I, I thank you so much for that. Uh, and uh, listeners, um, you know, I always like to thank you. You're who we're doing this for, as well as our sponsor, Audible.com. To get a free trial of Audible.com and a free audiobook, please go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth to sign up. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Full send with the driver? Check. Piercing iron through the wind? Check. Low checker, high spinner, flop to a tight pin? Check, check, and check. No matter what shot you need to pull off, there's one ball that's better for them all. The all-new TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. With a newly redesigned dimple pattern, engineered for more distance, more control around the green, and better stability in the wind, it's the hottest tour ball in golf. So no matter what shot you face, there's one ball that's better for all. The TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.